between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Thank you. Give you all the praise tonight. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace, which you have given us to come to you again. Say be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for the blessing of your spirit. We thank you, Father, for the giving of sight. Thank you, Father, for how you have been raising us. Father, we want to especially just thank you for this open door which you have brought before us that we might be established in you father we say thank you but i will thank you for the words which you are bringing to us in this season we thank you father how you are helping us to find mercy you want to paint pictures of the realities in the spirit concerning your life father we say thank you we are praying tonight lord that as we come together and begin to just look into your word we ask for help tonight mm-hmm. even to look into your perfect law of liberty in the mighty name of jesus mm-hmm. father we ask tonight that you will help us in meekness and in lowliness of heart mm-hmm. to come to you to receive your blessings in the mighty name of jesus mm-hmm. father we ask lord that wherever there is issues there are uh, errors in our heart towards you, towards our approach, towards our attitude to you tonight. We ask, Father, that you will show us mercy and you will help us, Lord, even to receive grace to be able to fall into the right heart attitude tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray, O Lord, because you said that the entrance of your word giveth light. We ask, Father, that you would help each and every heart listening to gain entrance into your word tonight Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. that your light will shine upon every heart in Amen. the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, Amen. that that which you are looking to paint, that picture, that reality of life you want to give to every soul, we ask, Lord, tonight by mercy, you will supply enough grace Amen. even to drive these things into each heart in the name of Jesus. But I will pray, O oh Lord, that we will not just listen to you tonight, but we will be blessed. We will receive of you much more in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray tonight, Lord, that you will help us. Help us have mercy on us in the name of Jesus. But I pray tonight, Lord, I come under you, under your spirit, under your unction. But I pray, Father, that you would help me to align with your spirit tonight in the name of Jesus. Father, I come to you for help. I have come to you, Lord. I submit myself under your spirit, under the unction of your spirit tonight, that you will enable us to receive much more blessing from you. Lord, you will help me to come low, to be meek at heart, to be meek at heart tonight, even to receive of you and to receive from you in the name of Jesus. I I am here asking, Lord, for help tonight. Help me. Help me, Father, that we would all be blessed by your Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us all come into mercies of your Spirit tonight. 
in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayer. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed and worshipped. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. And just take a moment to just say hello to your neighbor. And the and neighbors online too, we say hello to you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, we thank God for his mercy and what he has been teaching us, what he has been um, showing us and what he has been saying. It's been a great privilege to receive and to learn of him. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And um, one of the things that is or just standing out in my heart before we continue in the word is I just wanted to I just want us to ask I just want to ask us um, are the things we've been learning relatable does it is it is it uh, is it helping us are we being blessed amen um, I guess one of the questions I want to ask is uh, is it is it is it forming a reality in our soul Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, and I pray that God will continue to help us. Amen. 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 Um, let us open to the book of Matthew, chapter 6. Amen. Amen. This Matthew 6 is the word of Jesus. Actually, started from chapter five. Amen. Amen. And from chapter five, he began to speak. I think he started with the Beatitudes, and then we moved into chapter six. I think where I'm going is actually verse twenty-two. Amen. I'm going to verse twenty-two, which is where we have been speaking. And I want to read from a verse. Let me read from verse uh, 9. Because he began to talk to them about prayer. Amen. Amen. I read from verse 9 quickly to verse 20. It says... After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, our Lord be thy name, thy kingdom come, that will be done on, done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when ye fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, 
anoint thy head and wash thy face, that thou appear unto men, that thou appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy father which is in secret, and thy father which is which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. So lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. So but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Verse 21, finally. So for, oh, actually verse 22, I'm going. So for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? And that says, in verse 25, I'll just read verse 25. I said, no man can serve two masters. For either he will, he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment. Behold the fowl of the air, for they sow not, nor do they reap, for nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, for how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the fields, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Amen. I actually wanted to read verse 21, but... But 22, I mean, but eventually I felt that I should just finish uh, the verse. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm just trying to be a little bit more comfortable. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Um, on Saturday, we started talking about the light of the body, which is on in verse 22. And we are kind of linking the light of the body with the eye. 
and the main focus there really is the evil eye and I think we're just kind of opening up what the evil eye does and the characteristic of the evil eye and one of the things that we began to see is that the evil eye is related to a eye that is not single so it says the light of the body is the eye so the light of the body is the eye if therefore thine eye be single thy whole body shall be full of light but if thine eye be evil thy whole body shall be full of darkness if therefore the light that is in thee be darkness how great is that darkness amen and i think we began to look at that um aspect of the light i think what we're defining really is what darkness and light is amen um and i began to use the example of the a newborn believer and an unbeliever and just looking at the characteristics of the light in them now of course we know that the light because we're talking about the light that was in adam when he was created now there was a light in him and after he fell there's still a light in him so when we say that adam died that dying doesn't remove light entirely from his spirit because we know that light is actually burning in the spirit of a believer so when we get born again one of the first thing god does is god changes the light that is burning in that man amen um now and i began to just use the image of spirit soul and body to just kind of show us the dynamics of of that exchange so when when we look at a new believer a new believer has light in his spirit but the light in is the light in the body which this scripture is referring to which is the body of the soul is still not fully the light of God. Partially, it is the light of God because when we get born again, there's some aspect of our soul that gets transformed. Amen. As a result of the the regeneration of the spirit, as a result of the recreated spirit, we have another kind of light in our spirit and some of that light will shine into the soul. Um, what that light means is just another way of seeing. Amen. Amen. So they are now saying that because if, if and, and I think what, what is actually standing out to me, I don't know if I'll be able to really take it tonight, but we'll see. Really, is he's saying that the the light of the body is the eye. It says the eye. Say the light of the body is the eye. Right. So he's saying that. The eye of the body of the soul mm. is the eye. 
Because the body that they are saying here is not the outward body, but our soul in itself. So, and I think two Saturdays ago I was explaining, um, was it two Saturdays or Tuesday? Where I began to explain that the same way we have our body outwardly like this, we also have a, uh, our soul is also a body, just as, it, as we are seeing our outward body. And that body has an eye which is very critical to the rest of the entire body. Mm. Amen. Um, The eye is very, very, very critical, meaning that the eye, right, of the body. Now, when I say the eye of the body, I'm talking about the soul, Mm. right? Or let me me switch it for the eye of the soul, right? Is the, the eye is the light of the soul. Amen. Amen. Now, what what is also referring to is that the eye determines, or the eye is what allows light into the soul. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. So the the light of the soul is the eye, meaning that it is the eye that will that will determine what is contained in the soul. Amen. Amen. So is that say the light of the body is the eye. Now says he now began to you know is this in semicolon and then I began to explain if therefore thine eye be single that all soul it says body, but I'm just making it say that all soul shall be full of light. Now the light we are talking about here is the light of God. They're not saying, but if thine eye be evil. Thy whole body shall be full of darkness, right? So the whole body will be full of darkness. Now, this darkness here is also a light. Amen. Amen. So they are distinguishing between two lights, the light of God and the strange light, which is the light of the stranger, Satan. Amen. Amen. Because Satan is a stranger. Now, he's a stranger because his life is strange to God's life. Mm. So when God like life is looking at Satan's life, what it is saying is that this is a strange light. This is a strange life. Mm. Amen. Amen. Now, when angels, heavenly angels, they look at, they come, because they are actually under God. When they look at Satan, they see a strange man. Mm. Because the light that they find in themselves, they can't find it in him. Mm. So obviously, it will be strange because they don't know anything else apart from the light of God. Yeah. So when they ask, it's, it's almost like when you see something you don't know, you'll be like, that's strange. Or when you, when you see something that is not just you don't know, when you see something out of, not, that, is not, that is abnormal, you'll be like, that's strange. Mm-hmm. Right? So that is, that is the view I'm looking at when I'm saying Satan, Satan is a stranger. Because his life is abnormal to the life of God. So this light of Satan also is a light. To God, it is darkness. To men, it is light. Now, to men under Satan, under the rule or the reign of death, it is actually a light. Amen. Amen. Why? Because an average man does, does not see anything wrong 
in this light because this light has been, is the light that has been training men since the beginning. Right? Now, if you see this light, you can you can consider it ah, I don't know if I can call it revelation, but it's not just revelation, it's a light. It's it's a it's an instructor. Amen. A light is an instructor. A light instructs. Or let me use it this way. I guess because I also mentioned it on I think on Saturday when I was trying to explain how evil spirits work with light. Now, when evil spirits are training men, right? What they bring to a man is a light. Amen. Praise the Lord. What they bring to a man is what? It's a light. And that light informs the man how to live. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So this light thing is very is very key to how men live their life. Amen. Amen. Now, the light that a man is seeing will determine how that man would what what would determine what that man would do when they wake up in the morning. Amen. Amen. When they wake up in the morning, is the light that determines what what they think about. What they consider life. It is the light that is inside them that they use for living. Amen. Amen. And the light inside them is is or let me please, the light inside them is their view of life. Does that make sense? Praise the Lord. So it says the light of the body is the eye. If therefore then I be single, that whole body shall be full of light. So, he's saying that the whole body or the whole soul can be full of light. Now, what they are saying here is that this full of light is not saying that it's an instant thing. It's just, it just happens at a go. It means, because it's a gradual process. Right? Now, it said that whole body shall be full of light. Shall means that it, it will be doesn't mean that it is yet full of light. Amen. Yeah. And how it works is that the light of the of the soul, right, yeah. is actually fetched from the spirit. Amen. Yeah. So there's a light burning in the spirit, right? Now, where I'm getting that from is when the, when the, when um, the scripture says that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. Right, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Now, searching all the inward part of the belly means that it is searching mm. all the inward parts of the soul. Mm. Amen. The belly is really what they are talking about is actually the soul. So the same way we are talking about the the soul being a body. So it has eyes, it has nose, it has ear, it has mouth, right? It also has hand, it has legs, it has belly. Right, all these things are because these things is what they call members, right? So there's a light 
Now, the light that comes in through the eye, where it stays is in the belly. Amen. So, where it stays is in the belly. And the belly of the soul. Meaning, what is what that actually means is the, like, it's the, the depth of the soul. Amen. Amen. It is what? It is the depth of the soul. So the the light that comes into the eye that the whole body is full of, right? It is you can you can find the depth of that light in the belly. Because that's where the, the candle of the Lord will begin to search. Amen. Now that the light that is inside that is burning, you know, a light ought to be burning inside the spirit, right? Inside the spirit of a man, a light ought to be burning, or a candle ought to be burning, shining. Meaning, it's what gives man instruction for living, right? And it's what determines that man's judgment, what they live by, what they consider valuable, what they consider of value. Amen. So, how it flows is that this. Well, I, I'm kind of repeating some of the things I mentioned on Saturday, but hopefully I'm explaining it better because mm-hmm. I think that Saturday I was just you know, moving and just touching on it a bit. Amen. Mm-hmm. So the the light inside the spirit of a man is what actually eventually finds its way into the soul for living. Mm-hmm. In short, it is it is where so it is the the light is in the spirit. The soul through the eye sees light, learns, searches, brings instruction for living, and then begins to install it in the soul. Amen. Amen. Now the soul now begins to use the light to live on auto. Is it auto auto autopilot? Mm-hmm. It, it runs it on autopilot. So it's possible that the light inside the spirit has changed, but the light inside the soul hasn't. Because the way the light inside the soul function is by knowledge. Wow. Amen. Amen. And that is why the when I say the light is actually what instructs, because that light is a teacher. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That light is what a is a teacher. So that light is a teacher of life. Mm. Mm. Is a teacher of what is of value. Is a teacher of what men consider life. You know, when, when men... Oh, what's that thing? There's, there's a word I'm thinking about that I'm not seeing. There's a word for that. Uh, I can't remember. English sometimes fails me. But the light, the light inside that spirit must be taught to the soul through the eye of the body. Or to the eye of the soul. Right? So the eye of the soul looks at the light, lends, fetches life out of that, then interpret. So let me put it this way the life men live is a light. Does that make sense? When it is inside the spirit, right? The spirit understands what the light is. The soul. Does not fully understand. Does that make sense? Yes. So, the light inside a spirit can be turned on and off, on and off in an instant, yeah. right? But that doesn't—that does not happen for the soul. 
I, I, I believe the Lord used the soul as a buffer. Amen. Amen. Because if the light inside the soul can be turned on and off like the light inside the spirit, right? What that means is that the moment Adam sinned, right, ate the fruit that he shouldn't eat, is gone. There's no way to redeem him. There's no way to change what has been done to him. The, like what happened to Satan. Satan, I mean, and, I, and I'm also thinking that perhaps maybe Satan too did not go once. Because the scripture says by the multitude of thy merchandise. You know, even one time, it's not a one time thing. It's a multitude of merchandise. And also, for man to be gone entirely, right? You, we also need a multitude of merchandise. What is actually happening in the soul is actually merchandising. It's an exchange of life. Amen. Amen. Now, and I think Jesus was in a way trying to explain the light of the body through the treasure, which is in the heart, mm. where your heart is, right? Mm. Because where your heart is signals the kind of light in the body or in the soul. I read it in verse Verse 20, verse 19, it said, lay not, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Amen? Amen. Treasures in heaven. Where thieves, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves do not break through nor steal, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Amen. Amen. So in a way, because it's from there, in that trans moved into the light of the body. Amen. Amen. So where your treasure is, where your is where your now. Really, if we look at this entire scripture, it's almost as if Jesus is really, really, really what Jesus is teaching about is really the kingdom. Mm. Mm. Amen. Amen. He's teaching about the kingdom. Because if you look at verse 9, he say, After this man I pray, they, they, and then they started to teach them how to pray, they, they, and then they started talking about thy kingdom come that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen. Because Jesus was trying to make men see. There's a kingdom of God, right? Mm. And men, as at that time, they have, they don't they don't care about that kingdom. There's something else they care about. Mm. Amen. So there's something else that they care about, which has nothing to do about the kingdom. Amen. Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So there's something that Jesus is trying to show these disciples. And what he's really, really teaching them is about the kingdom. Amen. 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 They now began to talk about a heart that is set in heaven. Because where the kingdom is going to come from 
is heaven. Right? Which is supposed to be an attitude of a of a seeker. Right? Which he now began to say in verse 33. Which he says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He says, And all these things shall be added unto you. Now, what are these things? They are the things that the Gentiles seek. Say, in verse 32, say, For after all these things, do the Gentiles say, What are they? Say, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Now, if you look at these three things, this is, this, is, this is majorly the issue of men. Right? All of our issues, in one way or the other, are linked to what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear. And you now realize that that, in a way, instructs how we live our life. And what has been happening that we have no clue about is that Satan has been teaching men how to look for what they will eat, how to look for what they will drink, how to look for what they will wear. And he has taken their gaze and scattered it abroad. Wow. Say, look for it here. Look for it there. Amen. And how he did that, right, is actually to bring a light to them. So when Adam died, right, and the light inside the spirit was taken out, right, and a new light began to flow in his spirit, that light that was shining there is the light Satan installed as, as the reason of the knowledge of good and evil. Amen. So that light, a man can't just take it and be using it for, life, for living like that. Satan needed to explain that light to man. So how we now began to do is that the light as it is burning and shining, spirit will begin to take that light and begin to bring it into a man. Amen. And that's how men have been taught for years and it is how to live their life. Amen. Now, the light that a man is under determines how that man or determines the manner of life for the man. Amen. The kind of, the kind of light that a man is under determines the manner of life that a man will live. Amen. I'm, not, I'm looking for way to explain this light very, very, very well. Because when I say light, I'm like, what's that light? I know that's mostly the question that is in many. What's that light? What's that light? Amen. And that light is not too far-fetched. It's, it's everywhere. It's around us. Amen. That light is what instructs every man that what, what you should think about is what you will eat, amen, what you will drink, and what you shall wear. When it comes to the things of God, forget it. Take it easy. So it is that same that I will tell you, go after things. But when it comes to things of God, just take it easy. It's not too serious. Don't kill yourself. Christianity is not a serious business. Uh, Christianity is gentle. Just take it, you know, gently... They'll go to church, come back home, then go about your day. Without knowing that 
the more we go away from God, the more the evil light yeah. is flourishing. Mm. Now, evil light is installed into the soul by knowledge. And we can't, we can't, we can't just say, okay, now that we are children of God, nothing, there's nothing for us to do, there's nothing for us to learn. Just go to church, listen to a sermon, and maybe perhaps the sermon you listen to in church. No, not these days, even in, in, in this place, sometimes sermon may not pass 45 minutes. Yeah. And trust me, 45 minutes sermon every Sunday is not enough to cure the problem inside the soul. It's not, honestly. Why? Because the other light that is teaching us every day, we are drinking, living, waking up in it, and we are using it every single and we have no and we have no plan of stopping. Why? Because it doesn't it hasn't occurred to us yet that, that light is evil. Right? That light is actually darkness. That's occurred that that light is darkness. So when we are not talking about darkness, darkness, and darkness, and darkness, the one we think about darkness really is the rulers of darkness. Uh -huh. There's what we call rulers of darkness, right? And for me, rulers of darkness that time, what it meant is all the witches and wizards that walk at night. Right, they are rulers of darkness because it is always at night, it's in the dark time they used to do their work. So, for me, they were and that's with my knowledge about rulers of darkness, not realizing that rulers of darkness has a they have an they are a different role entirely. Amen. Rulers of darkness don't come to you in the middle of the night. I'm not saying witches and wizards don't fly at night, but they fly, right. But they are all lying signs. <laughs> they are all lying signs. Now I'm not, I'm not here to disprove that witches and wizards they fly at night. But witches and wizards are not rulers of darkness. They are servants to rulers of darkness. In short, they themselves don't they have no clue what a ruler of darkness looks like. Amen. You now I look at a. You, you, may, you may look you may look at a witch right no there are, you know there's some videos now that i see maybe on, on facebook where they say oh if i didn't record it you don't know that it's true they are showing maybe somebody appearing in the camera just appear from nothing and then they see maybe one they see one guy that is entirely naked perhaps was flying in the middle of an affair all those kind of things right and they and there was a, a particular video about a lady flying and then it's like a bed that dropped and then turned to man. All those kind of things, right? And <laughs> when, we, when, we, when we see those kind of videos, we'll be like, yeah, ha, rulers of darkness, rulers of darkness. But those guys have no clue what they are doing. Right? Even those that them flying at night, is, they, are called, they are called lying wonders that Satan is teaching men. Right? So rulers of darkness are much more sophisticated than that. So you might take a witch like that, that fly, call them rulers of darkness, but you take a politician that is stealing money. Stealing people's money. You're not calling a witch. But a spirit is also involved in all those operations. Amen. So a politician that is stealing people's pension, 
eating it. He's using the light to live. There's something instructing him that this thing, this money is okay to steal. Whereas a witch may not even have the, the grace to go and steal money. In short, you can put a witch in, in, the, in the office and that witch may never steal one naira. But it's a witch. Amen. Amen. So, when it comes to darkness, he's actually talking about a, is the, darkness is the kind of light that evil spirit uses. So when he say rulers of darkness, he's talking about spirit that have mastery of that light. Amen. Amen. So they have mastery of darkness. So they are called rulers of darkness. So Ephesians, let me read it. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. I read from verse. Therefore, rest not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. See all these all these people that they, they mentioned. Say against flesh and blood, that's man. That's the lowest. Actually, witches and wizards are in this and this area. They're man. They have it's just evil spirit. I give them small something they call power, but it's a lying, it's a lying wonder. Amen. Amen. But against principalities, against power, see all these guys are masters Amen. of light. Amen. Amen. And when you say light, light is equivalent to life. Amen. The kind of light a man is under. Determine the maximum amount of life you can live. If the light we are under mm. is, a, is, is the light of bread and butter, clothes, what we eat, what we wear, right? Our, when you check inside of our being, our judgment, no matter how, 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 how it is well you know, laid up, how it is well arranged, when you check everything, it's all it sums up to what you shall eat, what you shall drink, and what you shall wear. I now realize that that is, that is what is informing the judgment. Right? Of how we live. That thing determines where we go. That thing determines what we consider valuable. That determines what we say, no, I can't take this, I will take this. That determines the kind of job we are looking for. That determines the kind of life, the quality of life we want to live. Amen. Amen. What we shall eat, what we shall drink, is what some many people are chasing concerning how much money they want to have in their pocket. Yes. Sir. Now, I'm not saying to be rich is a problem. There's nothing wrong with being rich. So the problem with there is that many heart, eh? Maybe attached to riches wrongly. Mm. Amen. Amen. Because men they now chase riches 
the way the world will go after riches. If a man goes after riches the way the world goes after riches, that man is not separate from the world. Amen. Amen. You now realize that that person can, can cut corners in many areas. Why? Just because they want to make mula money. No, we call it mula. Because I want to make money, a lot we can be dishonest in many ways. And when I realize when the scripture is saying the root of is what? And if you now if you now check it well, in that Matthew, really, I realize that Jesus now began to talk about you cannot serve two masters, right? You either love one and eat the other, right? And then you cannot serve God and mammon. In a way, that mammon money is actually linked to that evil eye. It's only what dispersed our gaze. Because you notice that there are two characteristics that Jesus is talking about concerning the eye. Right? A single eye, an evil eye. Now, a single eye is what Jesus is referring to in verse 33. A single eye is, a, is an eye that seeks the kingdom and its righteousness. Or and is righteousness. That's a single eye. Now, what does that mean? Is that that, that eye, right, is single. Meaning that it there's, it is not faulty. Then I guess that's what I'll put. Now, what? A single eye is not what? Is not faulty. It's not a faulty eye. A faulty eye is an evil eye. What makes it faulty? Now, I was using an, an analogy on Saturday. Right? Saying that, see these eyes, is, they say single, right? But we, we think single, does that mean that we just have one eye? Now, there's a reason why God gave us two eyes, and it's not a mistake. And the reality is that this eye is actually single. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. That means that it can create a, a single image. Now, these two eyes, work together to create what? A single image. The moment the two are no longer single, then you begin to you begin to realize that the vision is no longer clear. Right? The vision is now blurry. What you are seeing is no longer single. You now notice that one image is going on one side, another image is going the other side. Amen. For an eye to work properly, the eye of the of this physical body, for it to work properly, it must be single. Meaning, the focus must be single. Does that, does that make sense? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So the moment this one, ah. eh? the moment this one is beginning to look, for example, let's say I'm looking at my wife. Right? <laughs> I don't know why my eye is scaring the eye. So, the moment I'm looking at her, right, I'm making my eye not single. And the moment I'm doing that, I'm seeing two images of her, blurred. Mm. Mm. Meaning that I can never tell where she is. Yeah. 
I can never tell the accurate position where she's at. And that's what the Satan has done to the soul. So that kind of eye that does not see clearly is evil. Meaning that you, what they will be seeing won't be correct. Amen. So what, what's this saying? It's saying that every single thing we have been seeing since Adam fell has been bad, incorrect, has been evil. Amen. Amen. Now, it, it is as a result of that, men, right, began to go after. And, or let me put it this way: one of the things that Satan used, ah, you know, do, you ask me, do you know that somebody created money? And it's not new. It's not a new concept. That's been since. Mm. But it's Satan that created it. Yes, sir. And when Satan was creating money, Satan mm. was installing inside the lust of the eye, mm. lust of the pride, lust of the flesh, and pride of life. And that the person creating that money saw a beautiful idea, but never saw lust of the eyes, pride of life. Right? And loss of the flesh, those three. Because those three things are in the world. Amen. Now, lost is actually attached to money. Amen. That's not the only thing lost is attached to, but I'm just saying that lost is attached to money. Amen. Amen. Now realize that it is because we are lost in after certain things that we are looking for money. No, you know we can we can want good life, but we can lost after a good life. Wanting a good life is not a problem. Lost after a good life is an issue. But it takes a single eye to know the difference. An evil eye does not know what it. An evil like thinks wanting a good life is not is. Or does not know. Or let me say, an evil that does not know that lusting after a good life is wrong. What they see is that they are desiring a good life, but they don't know that they are actually lusting after it. Mm. And how you know that a soul is lusting after money is that see that thing you want with the money. Yeah. Can you do without it for 10, 20 years? Mm. You know, a lot of people don't. Yes, they, they, no, we don't think that far. Yes, sir. Because the way we convince ourselves is it's just for a short time. I'm just going after this for a short time. But okay, see this thing that you're going after. Why are you going after it for a short time? Because you know that it will, it will earn you something that in the long run will fetch you things. But now say this thing that you're looking for, God does not want to give you for the next 20 years. Is that going to be a problem? If the answer is no, there's no problem. Then that's so. That's so. That's so. Thank Jesus for that so. But that soul has overcome a whole lot of issues. But if the answer is, uh, no, I don't, 20, 20 years is a long time, man. Lord, can't you just shorten it? You know that God doesn't care if he does not give you money for 20 years. He can, he might, he can, he can give you now. Right? It's not a problem to him. And he can also withhold it for 20 years. It's not a problem. It doesn't change anything inside him. The issue is us. 
Amen. Because God's goal is to ensure that his life is installed inside the soul. Amen. Amen. I will go back to that uh, Ephesians that I read. So, because I'm talking about that darkness. Amen. Amen. Now, darkness is a light. It's actually a light outside God's light. So, when light shines in darkness and darkness, darkness comprehends it not, means that the darkness, right, that cannot comprehend the light. I don't know if I should read it. John 1. says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Now said, In Him was life. Right? And the life was the light of men. And the light shined in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. Amen. This light eh, that shined in darkness, the darkness is, is, is everlasting light. Amen. Amen. This is the true light. Now, darkness cannot comprehend that kind of light, meaning that that light is above knowledge. Is that light perfect understanding? Amen. Amen. Satan's Satan's wisdom can't find expression in that light. Amen. But they're not saying that this light, right? Or let's say God, there was a life in man. Which was the light of men. I'm trying to I'm trying to link life and light together, right? It says that the, the the life according to that it says in him was life and this life was the light of men. It means it is the light men were using for living. Amen. Amen. So that light actually is a is the interpretation of God's life. Does that make sense? Right? So that life is the interpretation of God's life. Right? God's life, the way it came, or the way, when, when men are using it, right, it is a light to men. So which means it is what illuminates, that's the word I'm looking for, it is what illuminates men. It is what lightened men. It is what lightened the body or what lightened the soul of man. And if it's what lightened them, it's what they were using for living. Amen. Amen. And inside that life, all you see there is kingdom, 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 mm. kingdom, kingdom, kingdom. Right? Adam and Eve didn't have problem of food. Did they have problem of what they would eat? What they will drink or what they will wear. Please, can you tell me when that problem started? The moment they ate of the fruit. But they realized they were naked. Then they needed to go and look for what to wear. That problem of what to wear was not that day. Amen? It was not what? It was never there. Hey, time. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are we all together? Yes. So that light was never 
that knowledge of what to eat or what to wear was never there. Why? What they would eat was already there. They didn't even know they were naked. They didn't know they needed raiment. They didn't know they needed what to wear. If they wanted to drink water, there's the river that's just flowing. Amen. So, they needed they needed to know. They needed to they didn't, they didn't need to think about all their problems. But the moment another light began to shine, the, the initial light went off, another light began to instruct them. And, it, and that light was instructing them through spirit. Which spirit? These are the spirits that we are reading here in Ephesians 6. It says, We wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, Right against the rulers of the darkness of this world. So there is the dark. So when they say the rulers of the darkness, what of this world? Because when they say rulers of darkness, they're not. They're not just. They're not just rulers of an imaginary darkness, right? They are the rulers of the darkness of this world. Which means that there's a light shining in this world. It's called darkness. Amen. Yeah. It is what is instructing men. The system called the world is not this earth, earth boy. Right? The, what you call the world is a life that Satan created for men to live. And that life is, is running by light. Amen. So, the light that men uses is, is their life. And that their life is their treasure. Which Jesus began to instruct them. Lay not up treasure for yourself on earth, but lay up treasure for yourself in heaven. Now, because if you will lay treasure up for yourself in heaven, what you'll be looking at is the kingdom. Because what the kingdom is in heaven. Which must come down to earth. Now, when you say come down to earth, what's that earth? It's actually for men. It's actually the earth of men. Amen. Amen. Hmm? Are we get? Are we, are we getting this? This a little bit? Is it clear? Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to explain it to. I know. I don't know if you are getting it. Yeah. Amen. So it is. It is what runs the life of men. Amen. Now, when it comes to God's life, God knows that we can't just receive his life if he doesn't change the light that we are using. In short, one of the first things that God changes, right, is the kind of light men use. But God changes it gradually. But where he will change or where he will fix that problem is the eye. Does that make sense? Where he will fix the problem is the eye. And the, the, when God will begin to deal with the eye, what God will begin to do is he will begin to issue out forgivenesses. Wow. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Now you now realize, I don't know why. 
I'm moving into another. Let's see. The what I say forgiveness is mm-hmm. right. I mean, I, 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 when I say forgiveness, do you understand what I'm talking about? Ah, this area of forgiveness. So, I don't know. Maybe I've thought it before. But what forgiveness of sin means, right? There's a whole lot involved, but one of the things it, it, it does is it begins to treat the eye. When the scripture talks about forgiving sin, it's not just talking about you. You slapped me yesterday, <laughs> therefore I'm angry. I'm going to, okay, you know what? Now today I'm forgiving you. What they are talking about is actually the removal of sin inside the soul. Now, the forgiveness is that God will begin to delete it. There's a lot of sin inside the soul. Or let's say what sin has done inside the soul is plenty, which has affected the sight of men. Amen? Because men were using the light of sin. The, or the, way this, the way sin entered into man is as a result of wrong sight. Right? Instead of seeking kingdom, we began to look for what we will eat, what we will drink, what we shall wear. Right? That's what defined the value of man. The moment somebody does not imagine... The example I'm seeing in my head is this. To some degree, we associate our value by how much money we have in our bank account. Although it's not, it's, it doesn't show, but it shows by the way we carry our shoulder. Eh? Does that make sense? As we are going out, even it's almost like an unconscious thought. Now I have one billion dollar in my account. Honestly, the work, the style of work will change. Maybe the person is working like this before. But the moment $100,000 enter the account, it'll be like this. $200,000. Steps, the steps will get slower. Why? Men will see me. Then $300,000. You know, it gets one billion. We start wearing shades. <laughs> the next thing is to wear shades. I'm not wearing shades. Nobody will see my face. Then you begin to see three, four, five phones. Then as you are walking, you know, before, maybe you are the only one walking there, you begin to see an assistant at the back. Then you begin to see bodyguard. Amen. Status is changing. Amen. In a, in a way, money is what de- defines what we, how we value ourselves. And it is it is possible, and that is why it is possible to see a, a very poor man but rich in God, and see a very rich man but deprived of God, but would rather respect the rich person and not the poor man. And I began to see attitudes in the disciples when they are writing letters, they will say, God is not a respecter of person, it's not a respecter of person, because there's a there's a, there's a way men, evil eye, we tend towards person. Because person sometimes is associated with money. Even if not real money, we are linked. That person, respect of that person is linked to where men can have archives of money. 
Amen. Now the way I'm talking about money, many people will think I hate money and I don't like money. I don't know, but you know, but Jesus said you shall not serve God and mammon. I'm not Jesus said it, right? So if Jesus said it, then there must be something about it, right? <laughs> so it's not just that I hate money, because me too I use it. If somebody give me one billion dollars today, I will take it. But that doesn't mean I will value somebody that has zero dollar any less. If you give me yeah. one billion dollar, thank you, Jesus, God bless you. I will take it. I will collect it with grace. I will, I will thank ah, God bless you. Thank you. I will take it to. Eh? And I'm not angry at rich men. You know, there's a way. There's a, there's a way we can be angry at rich people. Eh? Yeah. And they didn't do anything to you. The problem is they're just paying you. Don't have their money. <laughs> eh? That's the issue. It's a poverty mentality. The issue, the issue is that they are. That's just the issue. And it's so funny that somebody, some hands can be proud. The rich person will say, "Oh, you know, ah, ah how are you? Oh, please, I just feel like giving you a little No, keep your money, please. I don't need it. I'm okay." And they will be proud that they did that, so that they, so that they, they'll be able to share that story. <laughs> Even that rich guy came, give me a thousand dollars. I refused it. Ah, wow. yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I don't. No, no, somebody can be full, can be poor and still foolish at the same time. <laughs> Amen. I don't hate money. I don't hate all those things. But what I'm saying is that there's a light inside money yes. that Satan has installed there. Now, there's a way God gives money, and every heart must learn. Every heart that must inherit the kingdom must learn how God gives it. The safest way to be rich is to allow God bring the money. Yeah. There are many things anybody can do to go and get money. Mm. Different ideas about money. But if you are using your effort to make sure money flows, you are already moving to a different terrain. Yes, sir. You are actually moving out of grace. Mm. You are already moving into another kind of life. Amen. Amen. But a heart that would inherit, that would take riches, must be willing to wait for leading, to wait for God to bring the money. You see, Mahato Fene Mahata, right? God can bless you. You can be selling broom, and God can bring money to you. I know I said broom because broom is more hard to find in this land. <laughs> but I can tell you, you can be selling what broom. What else? What 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 else is very very insignificant that anybody can sell? You can be selling pencil. Eh? Water. Everybody needs water. We all know that. I mean, you can sell water too. My point is, what you do to get money, God. God does not mind. God can give you money. All I'm saying is, whatever you are doing, God can choose to bless it. God can bring the money. Amen. Amen. Now realize that in scripture they say, whatever your hands should find doing, shall be blessed. You know. So it's not even a matter of what and where. And then we as believers, where we are foolish is that we begin to chase money the way unbelievers chase money. Amen. Mm. But Jesus is saying something important. There's a key. 
for finding it. Mm. And this is, I want to say case, but seek ye first the kingdom. And Jesus is not saying, go and be serving inside church so that you can get money. Because when we read that scripture, one of the things because of lack of understanding and because we want to feel good about ourselves, you know, as believers, and try, you know, there's a way we believe that we are trying to compare believers that are rich yeah. with us and say, no, ah, there's a way to get it. It's seeking for the kingdom and all this shall be added unto you because you don't want to say you like money. <laughs> it's true. And then what we'll do is we'll not be walking inside. And, and sincerely, to be honest, the reason why some people are dedicated in church is because secretly at the back of their mind, they are looking for God to bless them. Mm. It's almost like a bargain. If I do this, I'll get this. Sometimes when it does not happen, now there will be issue, problem. Some people can even get angry at God. Mm. Mm. But God is saying that forget all these things. But what, what should be in your heart is to seek the kingdom. What should be in every heart is to seek the kingdom. And nobody seeks kingdom. Nobody. Nobody. Even when we get born again, we don't actually seek the kingdom. It's actually God that begins to install the desire for the seeking of the kingdom. When you say the, when you use the word seek the kingdom, it has to do with I because seek is seek is looking for, right? To seek is to look for. Yes, sir. See, but look for the but look ye first for the kingdom. That's what Jesus is saying, mm. right? So there's 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 a link between what you are seeing and your relationship with the kingdom. kingdom. For what? Our problem when we are not seeing the kingdom is that our sight is not yet corrected when we get born again. Yeah, so we get born again. Before we get born again, we have bad eyesight. Ah! Our vision is 0 out of 20. I mean, is that the, that's the calibration now? 1 to 20, Abby. Is 0 good or bad? Is it bad, Abby? <laughs> There's 20 20 vision. That's the good vision, Abby. But there's 2020. 2020 is the good vision. So I'm assuming 0 out of 20 will be very bad. It has to be bad, man. But 2020 is good, right? If 2020 is good, 1920 is bad. Or I'm wrong. So, so 1920 is good. But 2020 is good. Why would 1920 be good? And, but that means that there's something wrong with the eye still. But there's something missing in that eye. Sometimes they will not be, they, either they can't see close and they can see far. 2020 means you are okay. Right? When it comes to you, don't have short, you don't have short-sightedness. You don't have, you don't have long-sightedness. Long-sightedness is a problem. Short-sightedness is a problem. But it is advantage and disadvantage depending on how you're looking at it. But they are both problems. Accurate sighting, right? Is that you are not having short, nor long. You are having perfect sight. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. But the moment you are, you are having long sight, short sight, we have issues. Why? Because if you have long sight, you won't see near. If you have having short sight, you won't see far. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. Spiritually, 
it happens like that and it's a problem. So people are seeing father that they can travel. And because they are seeing far, that's an attitude in the scripture where somebody is, is seeing lights. For example, somebody can be seeing the light of Christ, but is missing milk. Eh? That's the problem of long-sightedness. Somebody can be seeing wow. milk and not seeing Christ. That's short-sightedness. But perfect sight means you should see clearly. You should see both milk and Christ. You graduate from milk to Christ. Amen. Amen. Or you go from milk to the faith of the Son. That is perfect sight. Not that you are seeing one and missing the other. Amen. Amen. So if God is going to, or let me put it this ah Holy Spirit come as one and I'm trying to quickly round up. Amen. So let me go towards that this eyesight that I'm I'm explaining. To seek the kingdom has to do with sight. And we must have what? Perfect sight in order to be able to seek if we are looking for the kingdom. Now, who can look for the kingdom? Is he whose sight is beginning to receive forgiveness? Wow. Wow. Or is somebody that is beginning to receive forgiveness of sin? Hmm. Right? Is he whose eyesight is being corrected? Amen. Amen. Now, the reason. Oh, let me let me let me, let me let me let me let me set this straight, right? The reason why I'm saying this is that there's a thought in this Matthew six concerning the prayer after the kingdom. You know, the next thing he says is he began to talk about forgiveness. Say, so for if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Now, it is true in the sense that you should have forgiveness to towards your fellow men, right? So that God can also forgive you. But that God also forgiving you has to do more, is much more than just, oh, let me go forgive, oh, God forgive my sin too. No. You know, you know like the, the, the way God works with forgiveness inside us, right, is not based on you have offended me. You've not forgiven me, I will not forgive you. You notice in our relationship with God, what if 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 somebody offends you and you're not at peace, Holy Ghost will tell you because just says no, go and make good with your brother before you bring your offering, right? And you notice that it's a nature problem. It's not just about uh it's not it's not it's not law. You no know, in the court of law, you can just go, I forgive you. Oh yeah, God, come and forgive me. No nothing has happened to that so. So forgiveness there, but God's also showing a problem that if a man naturally can't forgive their brother, mm. there's going to be a problem inside that soul. Yeah. Right? Yes, Which it means that that soul can't receive God's forgiveness. forgiveness. Because God's forgiveness has to do with the deleting of sin mm. or with the deleting of the nature yeah. that is making that soul not to forgive his brother. What is making that person not forgive his brother is a nature inwardly. Right? So that nature, God wants to forgive it. He God wants to remove it. Amen. Amen. For a soul to get to a point where God, where God can forgive their sin, 
their eyes must be fixed properly. Now, because I made a statement between forgiveness and sight, right? For forgiveness to take place inside the soul, the eyesight must be corrected. Now, where am I getting this from? I'll read from Acts chapter. Just to read the commission of Paul. Acts 22. Or 26. Let me read 26. Verse uh, 16. It says, But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things which I will appear unto thee. You see, to make, make you a minister of the things which thou hast seen. He's talking about sight, right? So delivering thee from the people, from the and from the Gentiles whom I now send thee. He now says something. He said, to open their eyes. I must first of all open your own eyes. Yeah. Which will result in the things which you have seen. Okay. And things which I will appear unto thee. He's talking about things I will still show you. Mm-hmm. says, to open their eyes. That's the first step. To what? Open their eyes. And to turn them from darkness to light. You see? To turn them from what? Darkness to to light. light. Notice that what Jesus is talking about in Matthew 6 is the the light of the body. If it is, if the eye is single, the light inside the body is darkness. If the the eye is single, the light is full of, the body full of light. Right? But if the eye is evil, right, what, what happened? The, it's full of darkness. If the light which be in thee is darkness, how great is that darkness? Right? Because what Satan has been teaching men is actually great darkness. Amen. Ah, I don't know if I'm teaching this. It's still this darkness I'm trying to explain you. But I would get in this darkness a little bit, even if not well. It says, delivering thee from the people and from the gender, said to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. There must be a switch from living under the dark light to the light of God, right? And from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sin. What? It says that I may delete sin in their body. That's what God is saying. Wow. Why? Because God has forgiven sin in the spirit. The soul has been bought with a price. The soul belongs to God. But the soul has information that is wrong. So the soul does not know <laughs> that he has wrong information in there. The soul does not know that he has dark light. Amen. And because we don't have understanding what this dark, what this darkness means, the moment somebody says, "Ah, you have dark light," we start praying against them. I repeat it in Jesus' name. I repeat, I'm, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of light. We are children of light. We have no, we have no darkness in us. We have no darkness in us. And then the same person that says we have no darkness in us does not have mercy. Eh? Is is ready? Is ready to slap somebody that offend them. 
We are children of light. We are children of light. We are children of light. We have no darkness. No, God forbid. We are children of Yes, we know it is true, but let it become a reality in your, in your soul. How? When somebody does something that offends you, is that, is that just a little bit of mercy to just take a moment of patience? Amen. Or we give it to them straight. Gas boost, gas boost, gas boost, gas. You know, it, it's even that bad to the point that sometimes we may not even give it. We, we give it quickly in, in a way that is not direct, but we know we are giving it. God just quickly pass a comment. And the person will know that this is a serious gas boost. <laughs> Amen. Eh? Or maybe we feel somebody is doing something wrong. We can't, we can't wait. And just... just <laughs> Not to see the whole picture. Amen. And then, bah, bah, realize that something has happened. But we are, we are saying we are children of, we are children of light. We are children of light. We have no darkness. But it is darkness that is making us behave the way we are behaving. And God needs to change. Yes, it is true. In our spirit, we are not dark. God has replaced the light in there with his own light. But that light needs to shine in the darkness of the soul so that the darkness of the soul can disappear that's what it means by darkness comprehends it not so the light needed to shine upon the soul so that the soul can begin to use that light now see I said to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light I think this is probably where I would uh, speak a bit before I stop tonight amen I think I'm just kind of explaining the spiritual aspect of darkness and light. I don't know if I'm able to explain it in our lay layman language and make it relatable, but God will help us next time. Maybe God will give us grace. Anytime God allows us to go through it again to to explain them as as it pertains to our life. But I think it's, it's relatable to some degree. Amen. Just to open their eyes. And to turn them from darkness to light. So what comes before the turning from darkness to light is the opening of eyes. Now, amen. Now, what that opening of eyes means is the corrective measure God put to the eyesight of men. Amen. So when God, once God is opening an eye, it means God is trying to make the eye single. It's not single, it is evil. Right? But God is not trying to turn an evil eye into a single eye. If God does not do that, God's light cannot actually find expression, cannot illuminate the soul. So if the eye be single, the body will be full of light. It shall be full of light. Meaning that it is the, the moment the eye is correct, it doesn't mean that the entire body immediately is full of light. Mm. God needs to, God will now what that means is that God will correct the sight so that the eye can then begin to interact with God's light, which will begin to instruct the soul mm. the proper way of living. And how that starts is by the teaching of righteousness mm. yes, to the sir. soul. Yes, Amen. I now realize in that Matthew 6, that the said, But seek ye first. The kingdom of God and what and is righteousness. Seek the kingdom, but what should you be looking for when you're seeking the kingdom? Is righteousness. righteousness. Wow, wow, wow. Amen. Yes. Now it is his righteousness that will begin to correct the problem 
that evil eye has created. Because evil eye has given men righteousnesses. Amen. It has what? It has given men righteousnesses. And some of these righteousnesses are actually called tradition of men. Rudiment of this world. The tradition of men is we have been doing it like this. These are our fathers have been doing it. Therefore, let us do it that way too. Who can, lastly before, just quick as that, who can remind me of one thing that is common? This is how we have been doing it. That many people don't even think about it. They just begin to do. This is how we have been doing it. And you realize, oh, why are you doing like that? Uh, this is how we have been doing that. Is that, you know, is the person, the point that somebody now asks you that question, why are you doing it this way? You don't realize, wait, oh. I actually don't know why I'm doing it. Too. The reason why I'm, I actually have no knowledge as exactly as to why I'm actually doing this thing. When you check inside of me, there is no judgment, no reasoning that actually comes to the judgment yeah. that I should do this thing yeah. this way. Yeah. When you check, that, the only thing you have as an answer to that question mm-hmm. is that this is how we've always been doing it. And this is how we have always been doing it does not mean it is okay. okay. It could be okay, it could be wrong. But that's how Satan has kept men in perpetual yeah. darkness. Jesus. Yeah? There are different wisdom Satan uses. Jesus. And that is why one of when God is correcting AI, one of the things we begin to see is that we ourselves, when we begin to do things, we begin mm. to think more. Mm. But that's just a natural expression of it. You know, sometimes when we're talking about spiritual things, we don't think it it, it has an effect in the natural. But it does. It actually has a different way mm. we think, the way we do things. How we do. Mm. as simple as going to work, going to shop, all those things, judgment, all the different lights. Our spirituality actually flows in there. So, so because sometimes we feel spirituality is when you are praying and fasting and reading Bible, or when you are listening to messages, mm. and they want to now come to uh, work, friends, life, and all those things. That, 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 it's separate. No, mm. it's the same. Yes, sir. Mm. It's the same. So, question: Why have you been doing this this way? And then you check yourself. You know, don't be shy. Mm. If you realize that ah, actually there's nothing, it's okay. Mm. Just know that ah, I can need you to figure out why I'm doing this thing. Mm. Now realize that when you don't know mm. why you are doing what you are doing, you actually don't have skills around it. Mm. You can't make it yours. You can't modify, make it mm. to fit. Into, imagine those is 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 that's. The way people like that will live is that they begin to live the law. They won't live by revelation. You now notice that a doctor that is good goes beyond just ordinary yeah. put A inside B, put B inside C. Mm. They know how they can manipulate A and B, C and D, look at the combination, move it around mm. to get the desired result. So what we're not lacking in skill is that area that I realize that ah. The problem is that we have been working with tradition. Therefore, therefore we couldn't improve there. Mm. It's just like, ah, we have always been doing it this way. Yeah. It's like, it's like, or, or it's a simple thing. You know when you're working in an office, right? Mm. And not notice that they are doing something, they are always doing it. And the other thing yeah. well, maybe you come with an idea. Or maybe you mm. don't even come with an idea yourself. That, oh, this, I think we can actually make this process faster by changing mm. this thing. Tradition can stand against you like this is how we've been doing it. So let's we'll just stick to that. 
Now, I'm not saying this is how you do it is because sometimes mm. you don't need to change a process that's already working. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when you are changing it, okay, why do you want to change it is the question. Because no, some things can also be moving inside mm. the heart. Let's say because you just want to, you know, sometimes you just want to do something new. Yeah. And you've not even thought about the whole process. Mm. Just saw an idea. You've not thought about how that fits into what you want to change. Mm. So you totally neglect everything they, that has been that has been there. Just I have a new idea. Let's use this system now. But why should we use the system now? Then you've not thought about. Okay, it is possible that. Well, okay, what this new system gives is this. But is this thing that it gives already in the existing system? Oh, it's already there. Then there's no need to switch. Because it's not really, really changing anything. Just changing the system to the new one hasn't changed anything. It's just still the same thing. You know what I mean? Yes, but if what the, I don't know if I'm explaining this too well. Because I'm thinking about the thought process towards what you want to change and what's already there. Mm. There's a process to thinking about the whole thing. Where mm. this new thing, you know, there's a, I'm talking about there's that. You know, there's that impulse. We see new things. I just want to quickly go and use it. And the question is, wait, why why do you want to use that thing now? What is the problem that that thing you are using solving? If it's not solving a problem, <laughs> why are you using it? But sometimes we use that I use this new thing and it worked. What the reason why I'm saying it is because of me. I, I see it in me. Sometimes I remember I read something new. I want to use. Ah, I feel like using it. I, I give myself the weight now. <laughs> why are you why are you trying to use this? Okay, calm down. What does this thing actually do? This, this, and this. Okay, the whole thing you want to use it for doesn't make any difference if you use it. Then I realize, mm. not really. Then what do you really want to do it? Mm. Then, oh, if it's because, okay, you just want to try it to see the way that one works, okay, no problem. But you know it's not solving any problem. You, but that makes the judgment a whole lot better. Because I can attach wanting to do something new. Mm-hmm. I, I use this system. I use this system. It's a beautiful system. And it was it was awesome. I've not really learned anything. Mm-hmm. But I've learned something when I think about what I really want to do with what I have in front of me. Mm-hmm. But we will not see any spirituality in that area. Wow. It's, actually, it's, actually, wow. <laughs> it's, it's actually out of the flow of judgment in the soul. Wow. And judgment is installed spiritually. Sure. The way we think, mm. the way we, or let me say, when I say the way we think is the way we, yeah. see. It's the way we see. Our thinking is really our science. Right. And the scripture now says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So the way you think eh, is where you are, means is the, that's the light that is in the body. Amen. Mm. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So it says two. Ah, let me quickly end this. I'll just round up because of time. I know I've I spent a little bit of time. It says to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness unto light. So the first thing, if they are going to switch or fix the eye, right, mm. is or to turn a man from darkness or to switch the body full of darkness to be full of light, that they have to correct the eyes mm. and they have to correct. That means they have to fix the evil eye. They have to change the evil eye to a single eye. 
Amen. Mm-hmm. Now, and a single eye is an eye that can begin to look mm-hmm. for the kingdom mm-hmm. and its righteousness. Mm-hmm. And then now say, except you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom. It's, it's actually talking about the process of fixing the gaze. It is by being born again, right? Mm-hmm. Being born again is meant to be bet. It is a, a bet must take place, right? That bet is a crossing over from milk to fate of the sun. Right? There's a crossover there. And it is from what? From being born again that then we now begin to see. Then we begin when we begin to see a different light is beginning to call us. That light is not the same as the light that is on inside unbelievers. When we get born again, right? The light in our soul, to some degree, is still the same as the Gentile. That's what Jesus was saying. Because all these things do the Gentiles seek as a result of the light inside them. Yeah. So, what, see, think not what we shall eat, what we shall drink, what we shall wear. For all these things do the Gentiles seek. Now, what's that, what does that mean? When this, yeah. this, the light, or let, let me ask, the, what is the light that a Gentile use? It is the light of the sun and the moon. Why? The moment the sun is rising, he's signaling to us, wake up. Start your, start your work, go and walk. You go and walk, you come back, it's determining, how much hour do I have to work and make money? Right? Then the moon is talking about night time. Inside that time, you are still using a light. Mm. While you are sleeping, the light is still at work. Amen. So you wake up, mm. you go to work, you think about everything about money mm. yeah. or things concerning what you will eat, what you will drink, what you shall wear, right? Mm. What, what what can I what can I make uh, what can I put in similarity to this? Go to give birth, raise the child, the child goes to school, finish school, finds a job, marry, get a child, child grows up, go to school. Finish school, get a job, marry, cycle. Mm. You know, in a way, that life is defined. It's, it's now a tradition. Tradition, yeah. Check yeah. the way. Check yeah. what. The reason why people, so many people are asking, when are you going to get married? Is because they are using their light to work. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What is speaking is actually the light of Gentiles. Mm-hmm. When are you going to get married? Why? Because they are already looking at the clock. What are the clock they are looking at? <laughs> Grow up raise a child, go to school, get a job, marry. Mm. By the time they ask me, are you going to get married? They've already checked. Yeah. Have, you, have, you, have you grown? Have you gone to school? Mm. Okay. Do you have a job now? Mm. Next thing is to marry. <laughs> There's a light talking. Yes, sir. That is the light men. That's the, gent- the entire light. That light is actually a dark light. There's nothing wrong with getting married, though. Please don't get me wrong. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with going to school. There's nothing wrong Right? With getting a job. I'm saying the way men put value on those things has been, has been triggered by the evil eye. Amen. Amen. So, what is instruct, what is talking? What are they asking you? Won't you find a job? Sometimes it's actually the evil eye. Sometimes some men can actually be sincerely looking to help. Ha, huh, what am I going to find a job? Not using the evil eye to judge, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, God will provide. No problem. What can you do? Oh, well, you can prepare, do this, do this, and prepare in case. And then we'll see what God will do. Mm. There's a different party. But there are some. You finish school, they are just waiting. When are you going to get a job? Because they feel you're serious. Wow. <laughs> and it, this can also be a problem, especially when you love God so much. And they're already yes. thinking, fanatic. This is how this is this is how they will love, they will be talking about God, 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 and they're not going to find a job. When are you going to find a job? What they are actually wrestling in that soul yeah. is God's love. love. It's God's is they, they have a problem with love and that kind of a soul. They have difficulty loving God. Yeah. I'm not saying that kind of soul can't go to church and say, Lord Jesus, I love you. <laughs> yeah. They may say, Lord, and they sincerely mean it. But when it comes to loving God, that area. You don't know it until you get there. If you don't have charity as a light inside you, you can't know what the love of God And to know the love of God, which passes understanding, that area, the love that we think we know is actually love towards all the saints. Is the, is the factor of love towards the that we are using towards God that we think we love God. Oh, Lord Jesus. And you, and you feel sincerely you love God. Oh, Lord, I love you. But the question is, when God says, you love me, Abby, if a man love me, he will do my commandment. You love me? Okay, stop, stop, stop. Stop thinking about your own. Ah! Love, God, I love you. It's just that it's a little bit difficult. Amen. Amen. God, I love you. It's just a little bit difficult. Okay. Believe all things. If your brother tells you they didn't mean... It didn't mean it's the way you're thinking it. Believe it. Ah! But I was hurt. Oh, the way they said it. But they said it didn't mean that. Way. Can you change your thought? You now begin to see that there is actually struggles yeah. with love. Amen. Amen. Now, what am I saying tonight, Randall? Is that the sight is an important aspect to our growth. Which determines the kind of light that we see. The light, we, we inter- the light of the body is an essential part of our journey in our growth. And our eye must be corrected in order for us to see the true light so that we don't use the light of the sun and the moon to live. Amen. Yeah. There's a light that we ought to live. The light we ought to start using to live is a light that is shining from the holy place. Yeah. That light is actually covered. How you see it is in secret. It's with a secret eye you see that light. That light will begin to shine to you from a dark place because that place is actually dark. It's not as bright, it's not as shiny as the as the light of the sun and the moon, which everybody is using. That light will begin to call you. That is the light of the seven golden candlesticks. They begin to call you, and then the eye, you be, that light will begin to walk in you, begin to. To get you born again, to begin to see the kingdom, ah, kingdom. then begin to plant about the kingdom. Then you labor to enter the kingdom. Then when you enter the kingdom, separation begins. Then after separation, the next thing is sanctification. Then that's when you now begin to deal, begin to use the light of the Holy Spirit that has been that has been calling you right from outside the kingdom. Amen. And the reason and what that light wants to do is to graduate you into God's own light. Amen. It is actually transitioning from light to light. Or understanding to understanding. Or from life to life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are we blessed tonight? Yes. Ah, 
I think I'll just put a stop to it. Have we been helped a bit? Let's just begin to thank God. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise tonight. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for the explanation of your light. We give you all the praise. Fahata Moshi Makaria. Epsinama. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Give you all the praise tonight. Thank you for your help. You want to assess your word tonight. We say be thou exalted, exalted Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray that as we go, even about our week, we ask, Lord, that you continue to shine your light upon us. Even to give us grace to understand that which you are teaching us concerning this light. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that the workings and the interaction with this understanding that you are teaching us for us to make changes in our life will begin to take place as they should in the mighty name of Jesus. Help our understanding to see you clearly. Help us to even yield ourselves to you more concerning all that you are showing us. Help our eyes to be fixed. That our gaze will be made single. Thank you, Father, because you've answered our prayers tonight. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim.